Bracken and Bell together. There's Cooper breaking through. A chance now. This will be the fourth ball for Aberdeen. Cooper puts it in with the when things are going wrong against you if you don't get the breaks of the ball Cooper in with Stewart he didn't really know where the ball was but he got the break and as you say it's a schoolboy's dream being able to take your time knowing that really all you've got to do is crack it into the back of the net Hello and welcome to the latest Here We Go podcast. Now, you'd expect that a week after a cup final defeat, this might be quite a sombre affair. Well, I think it would have been were it not for tonight's victory at Ibrox, which we've convened hastily after to uh, try and bring you a podcast, which will cover both Sunday's League Cup final defeat to Celtic and tonight's 1-0 victory at Ibrox over Stephen Gerrard's class above Sevco side. So, joining me to do just that is my good friend, Martin Clunas. Martin, how are you? I am. Um, I'm doing really, really well. Yeah, really, really well, Richard. Yeah, I think tonight is just what the Red Nation needed. Uh, just a, a real shot in the arm after... The obvious disappointment of losing a cup final on Sunday, even if it might have been thoroughly expected, certainly no shame in having lost. It was still a slightly flat afternoon, Martin, and going back to the start of Sunday, I think the line-up, it maybe was a surprise and it maybe wasn't a surprise. I think we'd, we'd spoken last week how we thought that the blueprint would be how we'd gone at Parkhead with May and Wilson up top. But I think ultimately some players just played themselves out of that starting lineup at Motherwell the week before, didn't they? They had, yeah. Um, it was you know, that that Motherwell. I mean, we don't want to dwell on that Motherwell performance again. It was absolutely atrocious, and you know, I think players had maybe you know the McInnes had obviously seen. No, you what you've you've had one eye on the final, not good enough. Um, and obviously, you know, you look at the lineup, and eye, the eyebrows were obviously raised um, at the sight of um, Cosgrove. Uh, mainly, I understand why there why people will be ultra negative about the lineup. Um, no, it is a, de- a a defensive lineup, but we have to be aware that Celica are a pretty good team. You kind of have to contain them. They're not one of these teams where I think if you go gung ho at them, then we could have got a bit of a chasing. So I was hoping for not that Cosgrove wouldn't have started. Basically, that was probably my only real complaint with it. Yeah, I suppose Cosgrove starting really meant that, in essence, it was a similar approach to how we'd gone about it against them in the Scottish Cup final in 2017. Obviously, you had uh, Big Lad up top that day, um, who left his imprint on Kieran Tierney. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was... It meant it was going to be hoofball, but then again, it had been hoofball for quite a few of the games previous to that anyway. Um, and I suppose... It was working okay, wasn't it? Okay, in terms of... We were restricting them. We were closing down their, their key men. I mean, the, the Tom Roderick, Roderick had the shot off the post, the outside of the post. I mean, the difference, I think, between the game on Sunday and the game two years ago in the League Cup final was that Roderick shot 
more or less the same position went in that day and we ended up roundly beaten you know deflated very early on and the same could easily have happened on on Sunday we shouldn't overlook that but it was working okay and we were also we were getting forward on occasion it's just really the only time that one of the breaks down the flanks now again did well to get forward and he pulled a lovely little ball back but unfortunately it fell to probably the last person you really wanted to fall to didn't it yeah, it did. Um, and like you say, we, I think restricted them is, is fair enough uh, to say at the start. Um, we, we, I don't say, we didn't create very much, which I think is the frustration of the afternoon, which is while it was a hell of a lot better, as you say, than the last League Cup final, um, which was which was probably, if I'm being honest, one of my least favourite afternoons ever in that stadium. We kind of did a little bits here and there, and then, like you say, um, it comes to it comes to the totally the wrong guy, Don Ball takes a shot, goes no over the top and anybody else, you would like to think anybody else on that pitch is going to put them put their foot right through it um, and make the keeper do something um, and that was that was one of the frustrations I think as well that for the afternoon we didn't really make their keeper do anything which is what kind of, you kind of you judge the afternoon on that a little bit I suppose. And again we spoke on the previous week's podcast um, if you listened to and this is hardly a novel thought, is it? That we really did need pretty much everything to go away if we were going to win. Such is the the difference in resources. Such is the difference in quality of personnel. We needed every kind of little break to go away. And, and obviously, you've got the Gary McKay Stephen injury. It, it's a it's a bit of a triple blow, really, isn't it, Martin? Because arguably, we lose our most creative player. I think it was also definitely in our best period in the game that five. Or 10 minute spell when we were beginning to exert a little bit of pressure on the Celtic back line and obviously with the game stopped for 6 minutes to 10 to Mackay Steven that dissipates entirely and then obviously in the stoppage time that's added on Celtic get the goal but I thought what was actually quite interesting that rather than go to one of the uh, the misspiring senior players a lot of faith was placed in Conor McLennan who's, who's maybe only made 8, 9 top team appearances yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, you no, know, we've, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to search very hard for, you know, back episode of this pro- podcast where we've been critical of Stevie May, um, James Wilson. You know, there's, I think we've said you no, know, there's talent there, but he's not really, he's not really brought it more than once or twice in very, in very br- brief flashes. The support are all ve- are very high on. McLennan, um, he, there seems to be a really talented young player in there. You know, it's exciting to see that. You know, we've said this so many times that what you want is you want young players coming through the ranks, breaking into the team, uh, attractive performances. And he, he came on, and I thought, you know, I thought he had a, you know, a, pr- a pretty good afternoon. He was. I'm not going. I don't want to kind of get into like you know nitpicking with specific players. Some players had a, a pretty poor afternoon. Some had a decent afternoon. I think McLennan was one of the ones that comes comes away with just slightly more than past marks uh, because he came on came on at a really difficult time. You know, he was on the pitch. You know, what three three minutes, two minutes, and then we go behind. Um, and that he comes on, you're looking for him to create something, and we go back. We go behind to you know, lo and behold, Ryan Christie. Um, but I thought McLennan, um, he's there. You know. Again, that gallusness of having a young player coming on, I think we've spoken about that so many times before. A young guy comes on, you know, no fear, doesn't really care about reputations and all this kind of stuff, whereas, you know, maybe in maybe past Aberdeen sides, and I don't necessarily mean Derek McInnes sides, but past Aberdeen sides have certainly played, played against reputations in shirts. 
guys like McLennan aren't going to do that. Guys like Lewis Ferguson aren't going to do that. And that's really what we need going forward. Yeah, I thought it was a lovely moment in the second half when he, he went between, I think, Brian and Tierney. But I, well, I'm probably am wrong because it would have been on the right-hand side of the pitch. Probably Brian and Lustig. He just went between them like they weren't there and it was lovely. Um, if you're being hypercritical, there were a few times where, and he was far from alone, as I say, the only time we really managed to connect with a wide ball into someone in the middle was that chance for Don Ball. But there was a couple of times where the final touch wasn't good enough or, or the final pass just wasn't there. But it, it's something to work on. And again, as we'll come to later, he kept his place for for tonight's game, which is, um, I think, encouraging. I think it's the sort of thing we've been we've been calling for as well. If the senior players aren't doing it, aren't up to it, aren't making a contribution, then let's see what these guys have got. As I said, in that stoppage time added on for Gamakai Stevens' unfortunate injury, uh, we lose the goal. Now, for, for all the praise and the credit he gets from, rightly, from the Aberdeen support, um, Graham Shinney loses his man here, doesn't he? Shinney, perhaps, you know, screaming at the screaming at the paramedics to come out of the pitch and getting a little bit too animated. Um, I think he allowed... And obviously, you know, McKay, uh, Gary McKay-Stevens is pal. He's going to be, and he's the captain, so it's his job to care about the rest of the team. Uh, but I think he probably allowed himself to just get a little bit little bit distracted by that. You know, Probably the only time in the game where he put a foot wrong, but it was the vital time in the game. It was the, you know, the only goal, and yeah, lost his runner. It's unfortunate because, like I said, I think he had a. I think he was another one who had a had a, a good afternoon, but just unfortunately that one moment. Um, and this is a fine margins when, when Celtic and Celtic weren't at anywhere near full pelt there. No, they they didn't. They weren't you no know, playing the kind of free flowing football that you know we know they're capable of and can do where they can absolutely annihilate teams. You know, they they weren't very good on Sunday and just that one fine margin and unfortunately it's what cost us the goal. Well, come back to that. They weren't very good point about needing everything to go for you uh, and obviously for the goal, Lewis makes a decent initial save and it just falls right back into the swinging arc of Ryan Christie's uh, foot to knock in the rebound. It's just it just seemed that. Again, it's just another thing that we needed to go in our favour if we were gonna if we were gonna come away with with a cup on Sunday. I've heard that said a couple of times, Martin, that Celtic weren't very good. I mean, obviously they weren't at the best. They know we know if they're at the best, they can absolutely blow every team in the league, including us, away. And we've seen it at Petardry a couple of times. It was a three nil round about this time last year, maybe they were. They were head and shoulders above us that day on Sunday. Was it a case of them being off the boil or was it just because we were successful in stifling them and knocking them off their stride? There's maybe there's maybe a little bit of that, but I thought that I mean I, I thought that at times during the game on Sunday I thought they looked like they were coasting. It certainly didn't look like one of these teams where, you know, it's one of the old the old cliches, oh, they looked like they had another few gears to step up if they wanted to. I don't think they I don't think they looked like that, to be totally honest. No, we did the the basics relatively well, you know, we kinda from from defence to midfield I thought we know we closed them down fairly well, uh, kinda stopped them in most dangerous areas. Sinclair was looked a little bit dangerous now and again. There were very few moments where I think they that they really kinda cut us open in a way where you were really, really concerned. And I think that's the thing where we know they're. I mean, we know they're a very good team, and that's that's the thing. You know, there there is a difference. You know, it pains me to say it, but they unfortunately they are a better team than us. On Sunday, the gap was a lot closer than you know it really should be. If 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 you know if you look at it on paper. Second half, first kind of incident. A note is the 
ludicrous, ludicrous penalty kick awarded by uh, the referee. <laughs> I, how, how? How does that happen? How? I, I mean, he's got a good view of it. If he's, you know, he must know. Even if he he has thought to himself that's deliberate, which plainly it isn't. Surely the, it comes into his head to discuss with a linesman whether it's in or in, outside the box, which again, it doesn't look that tough a decision. We don't know quite what angle the linesman might have, and it just struck me as a, as a guy just too keen to put the whistle to his lips. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. Um, I don't know the specific rule. I mean, are the, are the linesmen allowed to... No, the linesmen are allowed to flag, but there are linesmen allowed to kind of you know, say, look, mate, come here, you're wrong. Yeah, well, they're in communication um, at all times. So absolutely, they're allowed to say, you know, outside the box. But I suppose they'd have to be absolutely certain. And yeah. it, it, it's relatively marginal. Mm. And he maybe thought the referee had a, had a better view of it. The referee's probably closer to the actual, actual incident. The amount of times where they just absolutely shirk making any sort of decision during a game. You know, they're quite happy just to abrogate any kind of responsibility whatsoever. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, let's rightly put all of this on Dallas's head. He should never have been given this final in the first place, should he? No, he's... he's He's, at the moment, he is the worst goal, um, the worst goalkeeper. Shut up, Martin. He's the worst referee in Scotland. Um, he's just an absolute. Just, he's a joke. Uh, how no? You, the catalogue of errors he's gotten all across social media all last week. When it, as soon as his name was announced for the final, everybody said, "Oh, there's going to be a big one. There's going to be a big one. There's going to be a big one." That isn't some sort of mystic Meg prediction. That simple fact is people know he's incompetent. And so you knew fine he was going to make a real absolute ricket where he got a decision which was no, which was never in a month of Sundays near being a penalty. It was outside the box. It was no it hit his hand, but let's be honest, it no, it wasn't it wasn't a deliberate handball or any kind of attempt to control the ball with your hand. It it was it wasn't a pen. It was like I'd be honest, if if he'd given a free kick for outside the box, I would have been equally as pissed off. Because it's certainly just a guy who is a completely incompetent referee, only there because of his family links. And it's just like, this guy is so, so bad. And nothing will be done. That's the thing. Nothing will be done. He had a no, he had a game tonight. And um, another huge mistake, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Apparently there was a penalty call tonight in a game which he got absolutely wrong as well. But nothing will be done. Um, because... It's only happening. This is this is happening to us. It's happening to the so-called little teams. Or this 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 could have been the end of the game. You know, simple as that. No, they had scored that penalty. It was game over, and you know we might as well have all just uh, put our jackets on and came back up the road. You're right to say that. I think everyone, when he was announced, just knew that this was going to descend into chaos. I think my favourite reaction when he was announced was by, uh, well, on Twitter was by um, football blog Navy's Toe Poker, uh, who basically said, uh, you've let Dougal do the funeral. Um, any father said fans will know exactly <laughs> what that means and the reference there. But the reason it wasn't game over quite at that point was because we have a sensationally good goalkeeper. Yes, we do. I mean, we have we have simply, simply put, the best goalkeeper in Scotland plays for Aberdeen. There's, there is, there is no debate about it. Um, we can come back to some of, you no, know, when we, we speak about today's game at Ibrox, we can talk about him as well. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a bold claim here. I'm putting him up there with, obviously he's not won anything in a John shirt yet, and this counts against him. 
But I'm putting them up there in terms of talent and ability with some of the very best that we've had. Absolutely, I, I, I can't even I can't argue with that. You know, he is he is easily easily you know he's definitely 100% a top five of all time Aberdeen goalkeeper without question. Um, the ones that I've seen anyway. That's everybody from Jim Layton onwards. And he's easily, without question, what a top five Aberdeen goalkeeper. And he's, he is. He's that good, and he's he's better than he's better than Craig Gordon. He's better than Alan McGregor. He simply is the best goalkeeper in Scotland. And one of the things we need to do in January is speak to this guy and get him on a longer contract. He is one of these keepers that is worth points to us a season. He's probably worth ten extra points a season. Well, that magnificent save kept it at one nil. The real frustration really was that from that point on. There wasn't any huge push. We we bundled Scott McKenna up front in the last five minutes, but really the closest we came was that uh, um, sort of sclaff from the Celtic centre half that came off the bar. And it, you know, normally in these situations, the attacking side or the side chasing the goal does at least have a big chance, and we never really had that, did we? No, it didn't came in. I mean, that does come from no. We didn't really we didn't really create too much. Um, but you talk about. You know, you, you mentioned with obviously with the Celtic goal, luck, luck again. You know, the rebound falls right to Christie. You know, when when it goes wrong for them, you know, it goes it, it lands off the bar and it, and they manage to get rid of it in a way. That's that's the disappointment that comes from the afternoon that we didn't really create enough. You know, if we're if I'm, if we're being kind of hypercritical, probably should have tried to get a, a different option up front sooner in the game. Cosgrove did win some headers and he spent, he came out wide um, and he was and he won I suppose he won his fair share. You need somebody who's gonna work a little bit harder to compare compared to Sam to say maybe like Stevie May who will maybe have a bit no we'll run a run a bit more and we'll try and close down a little bit more. So that was the League Cup final on Sunday. Um just quite a flat day I think ultimately. Certainly no disgrace to lose but you kind of want a bit more than that in a cup final, don't you? You want to have had a, a real, real goal. And I, I'd argue we, we maybe didn't do that. It was just a pragmatic step too far, I think. But the thing is, you and I both know, Martin, the reaction if he'd gone for it and had been hammered 3 or 4-0 would have been off the fucking charts, wouldn't it, from the Aberdeen support. So uh, I wonder how much that plays into it. It shouldn't, but I wonder if it does. I think there's a little. I think there is a little part of that. Um, Derek is a safety first kind of manager. I don't think he's one who's going to is going to go gung ho. So you've got that. That's good. That's what's going to happen. Um, I suppose for a cup final, you you really don't want to go down there and and take a hide and had he got had he gone for it because you won't you won't get any praise for that. All that happens is. You know, it counts against you, and then people will remember that when the next semi-final at Hamden rolls around, people aren't going to want to go because you get, you know, you got to do in the time before. So I think you have to be at least for a part of the game, not not all the game. I don't think you should be, you know, just backs to the wall, try to keep it to nil-nil all game. But it's certainly for some of the game, the opening parts of the game, you've got to try and keep it tight and stop them from scoring it for the very least. And you would have, you're right, you would have got a not just McInnes, but the the the, the lot of them would have got the absolute doing had. Had that happened? Well, it, it was a disappointment. It, it maybe, it, as I said at the outset, it, it maybe wasn't a surprise, but but it was a very morose trip back up the road uh, for the twenty thousand Dons fans who were there. Hard to know what to say about it. We, we expected to get beat. We got beat. We didn't really make too much of an impression in the afternoon, and I think that's maybe the, the real frustration of things. But tonight at Ibrox, expectations were fully dampened. 
down to a lower point than it's ever been before we've uh, played that side in our history against them, which uh, dates back to 2016. Same lineup, Martin, notwithstanding obviously Conor McLennan replacing uh, Mackay Stephen. A real vote of confidence in, 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 I suppose, the job that that team had done on Sunday, uh, including what Conor McLennan had been able to do. When you saw the lineup, you know, again, the obvious one, you know, people obviously got pissed off because of Cosgrove, but you know what? You know, Conor McLean is starting, um, talented player, a guy who is, I suppose it would have been very easy for McInnes to go, oh, well, look, Mackay Stevens injured, what can I do? Um, and then go, can I safe, and then go, as we just mentioned there, safety first again. Um, it would have been really easy to do that. He thankfully didn't. He thought, you know, sticking out, sticking a young lad, what does he really have to lose? Um, a guy who's got lots of ability in. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, you're right. It is. It's what we've been asking for. You know, without going all kind of like, oh, just play the kids. Because obviously that can be damaging for young players if you just throw in young, you know, lots of young players and, you know, the confidence absolutely saps out of them if you do that. But you want to see guys like McLean in the team. Dare I say, you know, at some point in the future, we may see some of the other younger players like Bruce Anderson or whoever. But f- for tonight, Having McLennan, it was fantastic to see. It was largely the same game plan tonight as it had been on Sunday, really, uh, Martin, except with the obvious exception that we got a goal within the first 10 minutes and gave us something to cling on to. The goal, it's a good ball into the area from Lam again. Sam Cosgrove does what you want a striker of that size to do. He makes himself a nuisance. And and then you've got Scott McKenna just showing that he is a really good all-round player. He's not just a big brute of a centre-half because he's that as well. Yeah, that's why that's why we rate McKenna so highly. It isn't just a case of he's you no know, he's good in the air and he can half people. There is actually a footballer in there. Them conceding that early goal was the perfect thing for us. You no, know, I've probably seen other out with Aberdeen. I've probably seen more of Rangers than any other team in the league this season. But if they if you don't concede early against them, it looks like they're ready to fall apart at any time. And if you just don't allow yourself to be bullied by them, um, and that's what we did tonight. We did that perfectly well, where it's just. You worry about doing what we what we're good at. They were physical as well, you know. So and and so were we, and we matched them every single step of the way. And when that that goal comes, and you're right, you know, as as critical as I have been of Cosgrove, you know, he, you're right. He makes himself a nuisance. You no, know, he drags people out. He drags people across the box. Drags them out of position. You're a hundred percent right. Exactly what you want. One, if he's if he's not going to score goals, then you're looking for him to do stuff like that. And yeah, you're right. It was an it was an excellent finish by McKenna. Um, you know, God knows how much he's worth now. Yeah, you, you begin to think that ten million, someone might be getting themselves a bargain. Cosgrove obviously didn't even make it to half time um, in scenes reminiscent of Juden Stockley during our last uh, victory at Ibrox. A second yellow card for being kicked by Connor Goldson. McLean couldn't wait to send him off, uh, could he? Um, he gets the first one. The first one is no first one. No, if we're being honest, probably it's, it's, it's a yellow. The second one, nothing, nothing in it at all. He absolutely lost control of the game. Even be- I think even before the red card, he was blown for fouls when it was you no know, probably shouldn't have been. He was missing things. He just was. He just had a nightmare for the whole ninety minutes. Topped off by the topped off by sending off at Cosgrove for that, which was it's not it's it's, it's not even a foul by Cosgrove. And then he said he goes and sends him off, and you're thinking you know. And if we're being honest, you no, know, you kind of you know we all suspected you no know, that we're gonna we're gonna probably get a red card tonight because it's just what happened. It's just what happens down there. Thankfully, it didn't 
It didn't cost us anything other than we're going to be now missing Cosgrove because I would imagine he's not going to be able to, you can't appeal. Um, I suppose the, the only thing that comes is he evened it up in, later on, but um, theirs was a was 100% a red card. I mean, it obviously made the task harder, but um, I, I suppose that it just meant that we dropped deeper and got more bodies in front of the ball. It, it, we didn't have an eight ball. That was the obvious difference yeah. from that point on because we'd actually been doing okay at getting up the pitch. But from that, from certainly until it went 10 to 10, uh, 10 versus 10 at the very least, we were just camped in. And it was really about exposing their incredible lack of creativity, given how much money has been spunked on that side. It became 10 versus 10 later on when the recalcitrant thug that uh, plays up front for them, uh, the Harvey Price lookalike, uh, Morelos, uh, picked up, unbelievably, he only picked up a yellow card for elbowing Graham Shinney off the ball, um, rather than a straight red, and got sent off. Then 10 minutes after that, Carl Lafferty, Already on a yellow card, lunges in, elbow first onto McKenna, blood spilt, not even spoken to. I, I, I cannot begin to believe a situation where a referee in this country would send off two of their players at Ibrox. It's just never going to happen, is it? We we know that. I mean, that's why that's why we fully expected an Aberdeen player to be sent off during the game. But Morelos had to be sent off. The ref couldn't have got away with with leaving that one alone. I think that's a straight red. Lafferty or McKenna is equally as bad. That could easily be a straight red as well. It's definitely a second booking, um, and he does nothing. And you're just it's this rubbish. There's such poor quality performances by the referee, and we were already one 0 down on Sunday, so you can. You kind of go, OK, I suppose it wasn't the end of the world. It could have been, but it wasn't the end of the world. Tonight, you know, a stupid red card for one of our players. Now then, you can, OK, he sends off one of theirs, but then he misses it. I know we could have been comfortable in that game had he got the decision right and put off Lafferty as well, because that was that was such an obvious second book, and he should have been off. But they just get away with everything. and It's, it's just a blight on Scottish football that we have to put up with us so often and have done. When you know, it's just it's almost it's beyond parody now. Everything, but everything, it seems has been set up to try and give that team a fighting chance towards the yep. top end of the table, and still, still they're falling short. It's hilarious, absolutely hilarious. But the whole team tonight, all the starters, who of course started on uh, or played a substantial part of Sunday as well, they really went to the well, didn't they? I mean, that was a that was a long, long second half. They all, everybody comes out with huge, huge credit from from tonight. Uh, they were all, they all really were just excellent, including uh, the manager. I think the, I think so, yeah. Um, because I think the difference between Sunday and tonight is that, like I said, if you know, if you if you if you get to them early, where they if they don't get an early goal, then that crowd are going to get on their backs. The idiots that support that team think they're a lot better than they actually are. Because um, they see the money that's been spent. The problem is the money's been spent on shite. Uh, but they think, we're spending this on this player. We're spending that on this player. Oh, we could have sold Morelos for however much that... A, a lie, the lie, obviously, that that Chinese team were going to buy it. They think that they are the equal and the better of the Celtic team at the moment. Um, and it's deluded. You know, they weren't even the second best team in the country last season. Uh, but they think that they, they think that... And so I think the manager deserves credit for that because you know, we've been critical of Derek McInnes on this before. Lots of Aberdeen fans have been critical of Derek McInnes, sometimes quite rightly. But you know what? 
He's got he's got absolutely right again. He's they've beaten them again. Have we dominated the games? No, we haven't dominated the games, but we've won. We beat them in a semi final. We drew with them at home, and we've beaten them again at Ibrox. If you can't give the manager credit after that, I don't know when you can. It's another win in Glasgow, isn't it? Against them, it's another win in Glasgow against them. It's another step towards this team believing in themselves that they can do it in the big occasion. That's the whole, the mental. I mean, you, you've, I think you've said on here before. It's the mental barrier where past Aberdeen teams have gone down there and. We look defeated. We look deflated. Just silly things like that. Whereas this time, it, it doesn't. It doesn't look like that now. And winning down there, you know, breeds just belief and confidence. You know, when you win a Hamden against them, you know that it gives you so much confidence. We've now won twice against them at Ibrox, um, and okay, we have. We've been beaten there as well, but it hasn't been a case of. Oh, that's four defeats on the bounce down there. That's however, da da da. I mean, you know, they've had to obviously put their their little stupid silence of the sheep banner in the bin. That's finished, never to be seen again. Which is great because you know they enjoyed getting that up us. Well, now, no, it's a waste of time. You know, we, that's been put to bed. It's gone. And again, we've we've beaten them, um, and we've beaten them pretty deservedly, for being totally honest. Well, if you happen to be listening to this on Saturday, it will be a year to the day since uh, Derek McInnes told Dave King to get to fuck. Um, So (laughs) this is a very nice way to celebrate the anniversary of that. And just a a tremendous fill-up after, I mean, the huge disappointment. You can see it on the players, and obviously it's a disappointment, understand. That we expected it to happen doesn't mean that Sunday wasn't a huge disappointment. And what it also needs to be, though, is a kickstart for what is a mental, mental December. St Johnston on Saturday at Petaudry, they'll be difficult, they'll be awkward, they'll be all the words you usually associate with St Johnston. They're going well, they're still currently above us in the league. It's really going to sort the men from the boys this December period, isn't it? It really is, yeah. I mean, you look at the, you look at the run and it's... It doesn't look it doesn't look fun at all to be honest. You know, like I think it's like a Tuesday Tuesday night at home at Dundee and all this kind of you know, kind of stuff. Um, because we don't have a massive squad, kind of hoping that maybe um, you know the weather will take its toll and we'll maybe have a game postponed somewhere. Um, so it's it's not as punishing a schedule. But you can't legis- you can't budget for that. You can't legislate for that. Um, it's just a case of getting through it. And um, if if no if the quality of football on show isn't great, oh well. If we get results. I'll happily take it. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, obviously we'd all like to be witnessing a free-flowing Brazil 1970-style um, team. Like, for example, Neil Lennon's Hibs. Wouldn't we all like to be <laughs> Neil Lennon's Hibs? Wouldn't we all like to have Neil Lennon in charge of our side? No. Yeah, there's another fraud for you. Um, so, a, a, a fabulous win. It, it never loses its sheen winning at that venue. Putting... Making sure that that place is emptying with 10 minutes to go or some of the very, very worst people in Scotland slink out of that ground knowing that their team's getting beat by us. That never loses its sheen. My thank you to uh, Martin Clunes for this uh, two-handed uh, emergency podcast tonight. We felt that... Uh, if we didn't do it tonight, we, we might not get one out this week. And, um, well, whilst we were still high on adrenaline of uh, winning at Ibrox, uh, it, it was now or never. So uh, thank you, Martin, for joining me. Oh, no problem at all. 
and thank you to you for listening to us. Uh, we'll try and fit something in next week between the, the steady shower of league fixtures that's going to come over the next few weeks. And here's hoping we uh, have another victory to discuss. So, until then, come on you Reds.